Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and it is now time to start the Kenny Pickett era. But first, it is time to start your new account with my bookie. Go on over to mybookie.ag, promo code STEELERNATION, all caps, one word, to get your double. Your initial deposit, put in 20, you get 40. Put in 250, get 500. That's a good way to get a good jump start on your betting this season when it doesn't cost you a dime. MyBookie.ag, promo code STEELERNATION. Good luck and happy betting, Steeler Nation. But we all watch the game on Thursday night. I mean, this is the way I'm watching games now in Pittsburgh. Going into the game, I'm like, well, no expectations. Where You know, if we win, we win, that's great. Then we get toward the middle of the game. I'm like, holy crap, we got a chance of winning this game. Oh, we might actually win. Then by the end of the game, your heart's ripped out again. You're like, ah, damn those Steelers. It's going to be the season. This is going to be the season for us because it's a rebuilding year. But I'll tell you one thing. Pro football focus is absolutely insane and stupid and has zero credibility in their metrics. Why? Because Mitchell Trubisky was the highest rated Pittsburgh Steeler from last game. I mean, sure, he did okay. I mean, he was 20 for 32, 270 yards, had a rushing touchdown, which I did really like the his effort on that rushing touchdown. But no touchdowns, no interceptions through the air. He was a guy. He shouldn't be the highest rated guy on the Pittsburgh Steelers for a game like that. I mean, higher than Deontay Johnson getting eight receptions for 84 yards, higher than Highsmith with one and a half sacks, two TFLs, uh, and eight tackles, higher than Jack with 12 tackles, higher than even Bush. Bush putting up double digits last game, 11 tackles. Sutton with five tackles and a pass defense. I mean, PFF is flat out broken. If it thinks Mitchell Trubisky is the best player on the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers in that game? A game where he went three and out twice in the second half? And we got to sit there and watch the ineptitude of this offense? No. Absolutely zero chance. Zero chance at all. Now, there is, um, the reason why I have so tough on Mitchell Trubisky is because a quarterback is expected to make plays in the clutch. And that's what I'm talking about. The second half of the game, no plays made. Zero. Cleveland took the lead. We never got it back. And we were only up by one at the half. That's, it's only because they missed a, an extra point. I mean, give it to the Steelers' credit to get up at, the, at the halftime. But from that point on, Mitchell's like a deer in headlights. He's holding on to the ball a little too long. He's not throwing the ball away when he's outside of the pocket and sacking positions or at least trying to force the ball down the field to make a play. Force a ball to the giant Claypool. Force a ball to the giant George. And force a ball to our best receiver, DJ, who at least gives us a chance to make a play instead of doing nothing. Absolutely nothing or checking down. That is the problem that I have with Mitchell Trubisky's offense. Now, we have to even accept the fact that the offensive line is now improving. We are starting to see the benefits of this blocking scheme now because instead of these zero, one, two yard runs, we were lucky to get two. Hell, it was like negative play zero, one, starting off the first couple games of the season every time we ran the ball. 
Now we're getting them to three, four, five range. Why? Because we're attacking, we're pushing forward, we're getting blocks, we're being aggressive. It worked out very well, and Cleveland's got an got a good front line. I mean, albeit you know Winovich wasn't playing, albeit Clowney wasn't playing, they still have a good front line, and they have great linebackers. That was the issue that I had with the offensive line. We wanted to see steady progression. We are still seeing that, and their their pass blocking is actually way above the line. They're one of the highest rated pass blockers on PFF, but what does that mean? <laughs> We've already said PFF doesn't mean anything. So I can't really go off of them for it, but at least watching the passing game, I'm seeing them getting some time for a quarterback, though our quarterback does have happy feet, wants to get out of the pocket and start making plays on his own before the plays develop. These are the these are the problems that I have with Mitchell Trubisky, but I do like seeing the offensive line improve, Najee getting his swagger back, two stiff arms and a truck for his touchdown. That got me going. That's the type of play Steeler fans love. We get the towel swinging when Najee is face planting, jumping over guys, smashing into them. Najee's a special back, absolutely a special back. And now we need a quarterback that can get the ball down the field consistently to help out Najee because we thought it was going to be the other way around. We thought Najee was going to be the guy to help our pass offense. Problem is, everybody's keying at the line of scrimmage like they have done for the past three years against our team, and it's still working because we don't have a quarterback that can look downfield yet. Trubisky, it's on you. I'm not even putting this on Canada as much. I'm putting it on Trubisky. And I think now is the time we've got to make a change. Because, I mean, I was watching that game, and out loud I was saying, I wish we had Brissett instead of Mitchell Trubisky. Brissett at least played last year. Brissett had a winning record in Denver last year. He was my second favorite guy past um, the first guy that I wanted was the New Orleans quarterback. Um, But we didn't get him. Obviously, he's still kind of injured, which is a good reason why we didn't get him. But Brissett could play. He had metrics for last season of football instead of sitting on a bench behind somebody all season, not playing in two years, not even getting a snap last season. And Brissett showed it. Brissett was quick with his decision-making, great legs, <laughs> sexy legs. Yeah, nice. No, but it, like couldn't stop him on third and fourth and ones. Guy was an asset. I mean, we've never been able to do that with a quarterback. And we had one of the biggest quarterbacks in the league. Ben didn't want to do it. But he had more command of his offense than Mitchell Trubisky had of ours. This guy, we had a problem sacking him because he's getting the ball out in two or three steps. You can't sack a quarterback in that short amount of time. He was the better quarterback on the field. I wish we had him over there. But now, what is Trubisky now? He's a placeholder. He's Mike Tomzak, another quarterback that we got from Chicago. That used to be a Chicago player. I mean, I saw better play out of this offense under, well, it wasn't, it wasn't actually uh Canada. It was actually a Fiekner at the time, but duck and Rudolph played better in this offense when they were starters, they were at least getting the balls out to our, to our playmakers. I mean, the biggest reason why now, why we have to make the switch this week, the jets are the last warm up game that we have on our schedule line is playing better we're at home if we're going to start our new franchise quarterback the jets game is the game to do it because after the jets game we got buffalo we got tampa bay we got miami you got philadelphia you're throwing kenny into the fire if you've got to throw him in 
at those games. No, now I fear if if Trubisky starts this week, if we lose, we're going to go one and seven before we hit the the bye. And if we're one and seven at the bye, Trubisky's done. He's not going to be the starter anymore. But that hurts the Steelers. We put in Pickett now. I feel better about our chances to win against the Jets, bringing us back to 500 possibly, and maybe winning one or two of these next four in the big gauntlet before the bye. If we're at 500 at that point before we get TJ Watt back, look out. Because this team can start winning games again with its defense. And that's what we need. We need a better quarterback that can make plays, that can get our playmakers the ball. I mean, we got Claypool. We got George. We got Muth. Muth now like got the best catch per reception on the he's like averaging like 20 yards a catch. We got to get the ball to Muth more. Got to do it with with uh Pickett. It's Pickett's time. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. I hear you Steeler fans. Our head coach might be pretending he's deaf and not hear you at the stadium, but I hear you. And now it's time to do it and we should be doing it at the beginning of the game. Last thing I want to talk about the game, defense can't stop the run. It's killing us. We've got to be more aggressive, especially when they, we know that they're running the ball. Because in two games in a row, the team that had the ball salted the game at the end, and we didn't have a chance to come back. Yeah, the, I mean, we got the instant replay, got the ball back with like eight seconds, but Cleveland salted the ball in the second half with that running game. I mean, what do we have? Three possessions, not counting that one play we had. That's what killed you. And when you're going three and out on those three possessions, it kills you even worse. We need a change. Guys, it's now time for questions from Steeler Nation, sponsored by Manscaped. Be sure to go out and get their platinum package. Let me bring up their Manscaped here. Platinum package includes the lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, ball deodorant, body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Get it all at Manscaped and use promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, all caps. Get 20% off your order and free shipping. So make sure to go and get Manscaped because they will help turn your player into an MVP. And we all know what the P stands for, right? Yeah, you know me. Steeler Nation. It is now time for questions from Steeler Nation. We take our questions directly from the football forum at SteelerNation.com. If you want to be part of the questions for the podcasts, go over to SteelerNation.com. Sign up for free to get an account. Go to the football forum. I put up a thread every week when I post the vidcast, which is live. And you guys can list your questions, and I will get to them on the podcast each week. First questions coming from Mad Insomniac. What is the best way to describe the Elf logo on the field at Cleveland Stadium and we beat them? Do they start believing that it is a jinx? Well, I know that Jets lost. That was like the first time since like the 90s that a team that held the ball under two minutes with 13-point lead has lost the game since like the 90s. So if the Steelers could have pulled out a win on that fumble Ruski play on the last play of the game – yeah, you might start pointing to the elf, but they got a touchdown out of that play. They beat their most hated rival, so the elf gets to live another day. But I will say, the reason to put Brownie the elf on the field was an internet poll. And you can bet your damn butts, Steeler Nation, that we had a big part 
and making sure they had the elf on the field because it is by far the dumbest logo you can throw on the middle of the field of any football team. <laughs> so I'm hoping Steeler Nation did their part to make sure that that happened. But we've got to play better against the Brownies and the Elf. And that's why the name is Brownie the Elf. And the Elf is technically a Brownie. A Brownie, if, if you guys saw Willow, they were the really tiny ones that stole the baby. Part of English and UK lore. Uh, brownies being these little creatures that can help out, but they don't like they don't like compliments. <laughs> so that's what they are. Um, next question here coming also from Mad Insomniac was, uh, here's an opinion question for you. Uh, KZ just popped up positive for PEDs and will miss three games because of it. That got me thinking whether or not he really was using or not. Do you think it would be advantageous PR-wise for the league to declare if they tested positive for masking agents or for the actual PED? If you have ever seen the list of potential mas masking agents, it's humongous. It would be far easier to explain failing on masking agents, which supposedly most players do fall, than actually failing on PEDs. I mean, labeling every player as a PED user when you could theoretically drink the wrong energy drink, one seems excessive. It might be a bit easier to push the narrative that they aren't still having a PED issue if the public saw how many masking agent trips they had and realized how stringent the testing is. Now, this is a great point and a nice thing to think about here too, Mad. I'm uh, uh, Now, the reason why this list is so humongous is because players have been trying to find ways around still being able to use banned substances and mask them. I mean, that's the reason why this is so large. It, it isn't like, oh, woe is me. I drank the wrong energy drink. These players know what they can and can't put in their bodies. And when they don't, they've got team doctors and they have team nutritionists. They're supposed to ask every time that they find something new. They get a free text out. Hey, am I allowed to drink this? Immediately. No. Bam. Done. They're smarter than that. If they're using masking agents, they're using PEDs. So they've got to be smarter at it. And they've got to do a better job. So, no, I, I say no. They, It's not going to make a difference if they say if they fail for a masking agent or a PED. And it still gives credible doubt for any player that failed because of a PED. Because they can say, hey, we failed because of a masking agent. Um, slash Steel, is it true Canada sucks so bad the country is thinking about switching their name? That is hilarious. <laughs> But no, they will still remain Canada. They, we've got a better chance of shipping Matt Canada to Canada than Canada changing their name. Cooley, should Chooks be suspended for falling on top of that player? No. And I'll tell you why. Because that is a pancake block. Chooks did not know that he knocked that player out. And that's what offensive linemen do. They hit their player, nobody there, they fall on top of the guy so they can't get back up. Looking at it in a microscope, it looked bad. Because he was unconscious that we knew after the fact. And then he jumps on an unconscious player. But in real time, none of us knew he was unconscious. And neither did Chooks. And Chooks is not that type of player anyway. So no, he should not be suspended for something that players do every game. Guys, that is all the time we have here on the Steeler Nation uh, podcast. Be sure to go check out our sponsor at tseshop.com. Go to check out the vidcast this Wednesday, 7 o'clock live. So if you're subscribed on youtube.com slash Steeler Nation, you will know when it's er, when it's airing live. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com or follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. Or follow me, your host, 
Stealing Ace and Striker on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Thanks for joining us on the Stealing Nation podcast, sponsored by its Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!